Hi, I'm Iris Muller. I'm a certified rehabilitation counselor and a proud mom of two children, one of whom has quadriplegic cerebral palsy and is nonverbal. And I'm Alma Schneider, a licensed clinical social worker and the proud mom of four children, one of whom has Prader-Willi syndrome. In this podcast, we discuss the uncensored truth about raising kids with disabilities. Prepare to laugh, cry, and hopefully learn something new. This is Two Moms No Fluff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Moms No Fluff. I'm here with my friend Alma Schneider, the cool Alma Schneider, and I She's am cool. Iris Mellon. She's saying cool because I got a cartilage pierce. Now we were Ouch. talking about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, very cool. Very painful. And I would never dare do something like that. But Alma is in a different level of style and coolness oh altogether. So, okay. <laughs> no. <It hurt>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to welcome all of our guests and uh, people that have been with us from the very beginning of this podcast. And for those of you who are joining us today for the very first time, Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Alma, would you like to introduce the topic? It would be my pleasure. Um, today we are talking about, as always, a very important topic, meaningful gifts. And we're going to be talking about gifts that cost money, but also gifts that do not cost money. Because as we all know, we can be very stretched when we have additional needs and uh, we need to watch our wallets. So uh, Iris, you want to begin with some of your suggestions? Yes, I think that uh, as the holiday season approaches, we're all kind of uh, are faced with the same challenge of buying gifts to the people that we love and care about. And sometimes when you have someone who has additional needs, it's kind of tricky to know what exactly to buy and how that thing can really uh, be useful or um, nice for them to receive. So uh, one, uh, one item that I want to mention, and I'll let you expand on it later on, Alma, because okay. I know you can, is uh, to buy something that is a decorative item. And then this uh, can be a nice addition both to a, a room of a child with a disability, but also uh, something nice for the caregiver that when they walk into the room of the child with a disability, they remember you and the fact that you got them that item and that you care. And this is something that brings into the room the positive energy uh, that you put into it while choosing the gift. And uh, Alma, I know you have a way to make this gift even cost-free. So I'll let you talk about how to do that. <laughs> well... You can always ask your friends about stuff that I have many things to say on that. I know. <laughs> uh, you can ask your friends if they have anything that they're giving away that they don't want. Um, you can go on. Many states now have something called Curb Alert, where people are giving, they, they post on a Facebook page um, what they're giving away for free and people can get them for free. Uh, I give a lot to that site and I also take stuff from that site. Um, and you can also get it very inexpensively at thrift shops or yard sales. One of my very favorite pastimes uh, that my son actually likes to accompany me to, which I love. It's one of our activities together on the weekend. And uh, yeah, there's always a way to, to get something that is pretty or meaningful 
that is very low cost. Are you going to continue or should I jump um, in? Uh, yeah, I can continue. I can move on to yeah, another category. Do. And then um, uh, staying in, in the bedroom, I want to say that for many of us that have uh, kids with disabilities, uh, bedding is something that we go through quite a lot. We need a lot of uh, bedding changes. And while maybe other families can change their sheets like uh, every three days or maybe even a week, uh, sometimes our kids... <laughs> what was I, I, that? You could see my face right now. I'm like, boy, every three days? <laughs> boy, well, I won't tell you how often we change, <laughs> we change our sheets. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> TMI, TMI, <laughs> alert. Both on both ends. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back to our kids with disabilities. Uh, for example, with uh, my daughter, we have a lot of um, issues with sweating in the bed. And the reason being is that she wants to be covered with like a hundred blankets because only when she's super hot, then her muscles relax a bit and a little bit of the spasticity kind of goes away. So she sleeps under this mountain of blankets, but then she sweats horribly. And uh, people don't usually like to move her during the night while she's calm, but then she starts being uncomfortable, obviously, because she's so hot uh, and the process repeats. So we have a lot, a lot of laundry. And I can tell you that if you wash sheets on a daily basis, they just go bad very, very fast. And uh, getting like good breathable cotton uh, sheets is not an easy or cheap process. So if you have the ability to uh, replenish a family's uh, sheet collection for the child with special needs, that would be very much appreciated, especially uh, families that uh, have bedwetting challenges or uh, mobility issues, because I can tell you that some of the process of turning and rolling someone in bed that is not, uh, you know, rolling or turning independently uh, also tears sheets apart because you're kind of like pulling against maybe the natural way that uh, you would gently roll with your <laughs> with your bed sheets. So this is something that our family is always in need of and uh, is always greatly appreciated. And I want to add to that, that uh, older sheets are definitely, you know, vintage sheets from a long time ago are much better quality than sheets that you buy today. So yet another perk of going to yard sales and thrift shops is that they, you can often find really, really good, durable cotton sheets that um, have been washed many times already. And so they're soft, but they're very, they're a lot thicker than the sheets that are made today. So that's something to be in the market for. Um, so along that theme of saving money and, uh, you know, and I also want to add that I have four kids. So it's not just having a child with a disability when, you know, if you have an, uh, multiple kids, it can get very costly. All, you know, all gift giving time. So it's, you know, I'm always uh, shopping at yard sales and thrift shops throughout the year. And I think we've mentioned this in other episodes, but to go through you know, through the year and you may not have that much space at your in your home, but find a space because it'll it'll save you money to pick out gifts throughout the year that you that are on sale or that are free or that, you know, somebody gives you and you just store it and hide it so your so your kids can't find it. 
but um, that's another uh, another strategy throughout the year to do for things that are of interest to your kids that are meaningful. Um, some other items that I want to mention that are not things that are bought are um, draw, having a drawing made for your child. Uh, if you have a friend who's a good artist, um, they can draw something that is of interest to your child, such as, let's say, a portrait of Lin-Manuel Miranda for Iris's daughter, who has a big crush on him. <laughs> if somebody's a good artist, they can B- draw A big him. crush is such an understatement, an understatement. <laughs> yes, But whatever, whatever the child is interested in, have somebody draw that. So it's a, an original piece of art. And we all have friends who are good artists, whether it's their profession or not. So that's something that you can ask them to do as a gift. Um, any kind of artwork, you know, can, can be something of interest. Um, there are uh, outings that can be uh, considered a meaningful gift. So to say that you're going to take the child to, you know, uh, on a hike or to the mall or to a movie, um, something that we love that uh, my son's friend, they do it with each other for their birthdays is that we make a card and and I've mentioned this in other episodes, um, but they put a bunch of options and they check off what kind of dinner they want what kind of like whether which restaurant they want food from or homemade food like do you want chinese food do you want indian food and check it off as an option do you want to watch a movie or do you want to do karaoke um check that off and what do you want to do an art project or do you want to do um you know jewelry making or something like that and they check that off so one in each category so the kids have so much fun making that choice it's a totally free evening and the best perk is that it's the parent they're going to be at that person's house hopefully or that person will come to your house and the parents can get a night out so we always coordinate it with when we want to go out and do something so they're they're uh you know being watched um knitting something we all have friends who are good knitters or can crochet or do needlepoint so same kind of thing um whether someone in your family or someone outside of your family can make something a slogan that the kids like like a statement something that's like you know where where uh karen sits that's the head of the table like my father (laughs) loved that statement where where Schneider sits, that's the head of the table. For whatever reason, he loved that statement and he had my calligraphy uh, skilled sister calligraphy it and we had it everywhere. He would give it his gift. So something that the kid always says that's funny or that uh, something that they always repeat could be something posted in the room. So I have a lot more, but I'll let Iris uh, yeah, I I can after this uh, this suggestion, I can see our family getting tons of. Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was thinking about Lin Manuel Miranda, <laughs> which is what my doctor says every five seconds. But uh, anyway, back to uh, gift ideas. Uh, one thing that uh, we already mentioned in previous episodes that many kids with disabilities really enjoy and benefit from is being in water in the pool. And that is something that, uh, for example, for kids that have mobility impairments, you know, if they're floating in the pool with their friends, it equals the playing field for a lot of kids with sensory issues. Water is really calming and relaxing. So I want to say that uh, using uh, that knowledge uh, for a gift idea can be really great. Uh, First of all, a really cost-effective way to mention someone's birthday and to celebrate their birthday is to Uh, 
I guess, invite them to the pool with you. And all you need to do is bring one cupcake and a balloon with you. And ta-da, it's a birthday party. And it's uh, not very expensive and you can do it. And it's a lot of attention and fun time. And you take a few pictures and then you have a, a good memory from, from that celebration. If uh, this is not an option for you, you can always uh, give the family tickets to go to uh, the public uh, swimming pool. Or uh, if uh, I have to mention, uh, we had Alma's friend once invite us in the middle of the pandemic to use their private pool. And uh, I won't mention names, but this really saved our sanity for the five months that we were in New Jersey in the pandemic. And this is something that if you have access to a, a private club, a private pool, and you can share that with the family of a child, that would be amazing and um, a very, very memorable and meaningful gift. And of course, Using the pool comes with its own set of equipment that children do need and use. We all need towels all the time, and those towels go through quite often, sometimes goggles or uh, pool toys. Those are all good gifts that uh, can really be uh, equally enjoyed by kids with disabilities or without alike. Yeah, and something that, that you know, I, I sense a theme here with both of us it's really just thinking about the kid and what they're interested in um, and then taking it from there. It's not just getting some random gift for a kid their age. It's really what makes it meaningful, whether it costs money or not, is really thinking about the child and thinking about what do they like? What do they care about? What will you know, be something that I know will be fun for them because I've inquired. I've asked the parents. I've asked, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it should be a surprise. I shouldn't talk to the parents. No, I mean, you can always, you can leave it as a surprise for the kid, but ask the parents, ask the caregivers, what are they interested in? You know, what what would be a meaningful gift? And then they will tell you, because they don't want a bunch of plastic garbage sitting around the house that they're going to have to either re-gift or, um, but sometimes that is a good thing, by the way. I'm just going to add that, re-gifting, because if it is a gift that is totally inappropriate for your kid or or way, you know, too advanced for them or not advanced enough, don't open that gift. Do not take that saran wrap, that wrapper off. You will save money by regifting that gift, but you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, because that's a way that will save you time, energy, and money in getting a gift for someone else's party that you need to go to. Okay. Um, something that is near and dear to my heart is baking something for someone. Um, if it can be something healthy, it could be something that is a treat. But even writing out their their name in cookies and, you know, getting cookie cutters and you don't have to buy them. You, everybody's got cookie cutters in your in your community and in our library. I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode uh, the library in our neighboring town has a huge selection of bake bakeware and cupcake molds and cake molds in for trains for you know hearts for star wars characters that they lend out at the library so i don't know if your library where you're listening uh has this but in our in our town it does in the in the town of bloomfield and it's incredible you can take out these items so you don't have to buy them because how often do you actually use them you know not very often so you don't want to buy them uh, so you can bake something, you can cook the kid's favorite dish, you can do it a couple of times and say, you know, once I did for, for a friend of mine for, I think, three 
Wednesdays, I made her dinner. So that's something that, you know, doesn't cost much money at all. Um, and it's, you know, I made things that she liked that she could eat. Um, and again, this is the kind of gift where it, it kind of, um, it, it allows the parents to have a little bit of, of rest time if, if someone is making dinner for your child or dessert or something like that. Um, making a video, something that my son has actually been doing um, for us. I don't know how he got this idea, but he has a cell phone or had one and um, he contacted uh, friends and family of the person whose birthday it was and he had he he had them send in a little video clip just from their phone things that they loved about that person and he was able to with assistance sometimes and sometimes without any assistance he was able to put it all together to make a video for the birthday person and i have to tell you i have been the recipient of one of those gifts myself and it is an incredibly meaningful gift that costs nothing it's just time um, and it's a beautiful way to that the kid is going to have this forever. Maybe when they're feeling lousy about themselves or their self-esteem has plummeted or they had a bad day at school, you can play that. So it is truly the gift that keeps on giving. And um, you can do that with a card as well. You can have people, this is a little bit more labor intensive, but you can have people write something and or by hand or send it in to you on the computer and you can put it all together and make a little book out of it for the person with either drawings or statements about the person so awesome i think that experiences in general are good good gifts and uh, we spoke a little bit about that i want to mention that sometimes um just maybe spending 15 minutes on a phone call with the child that you wouldn't normally have the energy, the time or uh, attention span to spend, uh, you know, on the phone with. I know my daughter uh, communicates with an eye gaze device and uh, mostly kids her age do not have the patience, no matter how funny the punchline is, to wait for 10 minutes until she types the whole thing. So uh, letter by letter with her eyes. So uh, the, dedicating the time and attention sometimes is priceless and is more than any gift that our children need or want. But experience can, of course, be things that we purchase for money. Let's let, let's say uh, tickets to a Broadway show or uh, go uh, as uh, along the lines of a, a walk in the park or a friend who loves to run who would take your kid to a tiny race and race with your child because uh, you're lazy and <laughs> don't want to do it yourself. But uh, it's an experience. And then they sometimes get a T-shirt at the end. And that's great. And uh, something that is especially special because if uh, the child cannot do that with their parents, they very much appreciate doing that with someone else's parents. So right. cool things like that uh, are always uh, welcomed and appreciated. And I want to say that a lot of time, uh, really, the key is to to just ping the parents and ask, as Alma mentioned earlier, uh, it's not a, a hidden fact from our eyes as parents that it's hard to purchase things for our children. It's not, uh, <laughs> we won't be kind of frowning uh, upon you asking for advice. We understand yeah. it's, it's really challenging for us sometimes to even know what, what can possibly be doable or feasible for a child. But putting the children aside, there are situations where the child themselves cannot appreciate or 
pay attention to the gift. And in those, uh, those situations, I really do encourage you to still celebrate the birthday and to maybe give something for the main caregivers, for the parents. And this can be, again, something that is uh, free of charge, uh, like you making them a meal or you paying for a service to deliver a meal or um, help with, my sister used to love me coming over and helping her clear her basement. <laughs> like the rest of the house, she loved cleaning by herself, but the basement was a different story. So if you have a friend like that, that has like a, a point or something that they need help with, you can jump in and help, or you can call a cleaning company and, and have that come to their house. Those are little things that really make a world of a difference. If you're kind of struggling in your own day-to-day uh, -day life and someone sends you a guarding angel that would do the dishes and the laundry for you on that one birthday day, that is extremely special, I tell oh, you. Yeah, that's, that's a great gift. You going to come over and do that for me, Iris? I would love to. You know, I have an obsession with cleaning and organizing. I know. I wish I did. Um, another thing that I think is a great gift is a plant cutting. So if you have, I have a lot of plants that have meaning for me because either someone gave them to me or I had them around the time. I have one plant um, that is so old that my sister gave me and um i just it's meaningful just because it was around when when people who have passed away were around so cutting making a cutting from a plant propagating it which means just sticking it in water so that roots grow and then putting it in soil that's a really meaningful gift um it's like a part of something of yours um that you can give a child and with with a little story and an explanation you don't just want to give the plant you want to explain why it's meaningful um because that that goes a long way also along those lines of a plant cutting um are sourdough starter <laughs> so that someone can continue making bread from a starter that many, many people have used. And some starters are over like a hundred years old that that people share. Um, that's a meaningful gift in my mind because then you can take it and you can continue using it and make bread with the child uh, with that starter on an ongoing basis. And it can be a ritual that you do um, or just, you know, something that you do when you're every once a week, you know, or you do it on the holidays. It's just something that could be meaningful. And one more thing along those lines that is might be very specific to my family is kombucha starter. Uh, it's called, I forget the name of the, there's a specific name for the starter, but it's, um, the mother, son, the, no, the mother is for the sourdough. There's that's the, the the mother starter, but the uh, there's a God. I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's kombucha starter, and my son happens to love kombucha. Uh, it does take work to keep it going, but you can continue to make kombucha on an ongoing basis with the starter. So uh, you know these are things that are just they're basically sharing things of your of your own. Um, but that, that, you know, you have this bond because of the starter. So I just think yeah. that that's kind of meaningful. Yeah, that's meaningful and cool and uh, <clears throat> useful. I think um, all of those items that are basically consumable 
are all, always a good uh, gift. And in our life, there are some things that are not consumable, but we, by the virtue of how we use them, they become <laughs> consumable. Uh, for example, my daughter um, paints by holding uh, either a brush or marker or a stylus in her mouth. And in order to protect her teeth, we put a special type of a... a how do you call it, like a pencil grip on top of the marker or stylus. And she bites through them in basically no time. But each one of those uh, pencil grips costs more than a dollar. But we go through a package in a week. <laughs> so it's just uh, if someone would give us a bouquet of pencil grips like that, we'll be so thrilled because it's so useful and pencil so grapes i'm sorry pencil grip it's it's meant to be something that helps with manual dexterity to hold the pencil in the right way for kids with uh, I, I guess uh, manual dexterity challenges mm -hmm. but in our daughter's case just because it's made of a kind of a firm rubber then when she holds it in her mouth it keeps the pencil or the marker more stable and it protects her teeth a little bit than kind of directly biting on a on a metal or a uh, plastic uh, marker, whatever it is. So, so basically, uh, things like that. We use a lot, a lot of uh, finger paint um, tubes uh, because uh, it's hard for her to paint with other things. But we need large quantities and large surfaces to paint with. Um, ask the parents what what is the item that they use a lot of and what uh, what can be a, a good kind of resource if you get like I don't know a yearly supply of bubble soap for a child that that's great it you save uh, the parents a lot of time and money by buying it ahead of time and this is um, I think a good a good gift guess what came to my mind? The what? disgusting, mucusy looking kombucha starter. And it came to my mind what it's called a SCOBY. And oh, it stands wow. for something, I don't know what, but it's called a SCOBY. Okay, so oh. now I can sleep tonight because I you know, <laughs> figured out those two things out. Um, can you see how red my face is because I'm having a hot flash? No. Oh no, I can't. On YouTube. Okay, well that's all I have. Yes, same here. Are, are we set? Okay, we got this done. Now I can drink some ice water for this flash. Or kombucha. kombucha <laughs> that I have to make. Um, it was lovely seeing you as always, Iris. And thank you everyone for listening in. Let us know your ideas for meaningful gifts, please, in the comments um, or on our Facebook page, Two Moms No Fluff. And we'll see you next time. For more information, please go to www.twomomsnofluff.com. Thank you. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give it a five-star rating so more people can hear it. Thank you.